It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, 15-13 Redskins winners over the Jets in the preseason week two, so it's all wrapped up. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Redskins. We got to see some starters at least a little bit. Fine. That's all we really could expect in week two. I wasn't even sure Alex Smith was going to play at all, so we at least got to see him to start a series to get things going. He was a crisp four of six for 48 yards. I think that's the way I heard it described, and that's fine. I would have probably liked to see him play a little bit longer, but look, I understand why the coaching staff does what they do this early on. I, I, Jay Gruden not playing him out there because you got Jerron Christian at left tackle as opposed to Trent Williams. Alex Smith took a smack at the beginning of the game. He got hit hard the first snap of the game, so I can see why they were cautious and didn't play him a little bit longer. Look, we don't we don't give enough credit to the reps that you get in training camp that you get in practice, and I understand they're not... It's not the same as full game speed, but there's also a factor you have to keep in mind is that, especially for even a starting an offense, if you've got a team on the other side that's not doesn't have all their starters out there, you've got backups out there, but you've got Alex Smith starting the game, you don't have your starting left tackle to protect him, there are players over there that are still trying to make a roster on the other side of the ball, and they're going to look to make a name for themselves by maybe going over the top and trying to take out Alex Smith, trying to hurt him, trying to make a point, trying to get something on film that either their coaches can see on the Jets side of things or that other coaches can see for other teams. I'm not saying that was what was going to happen last night in that game, but it's something that these coaches think about where you have sort of a mismatch where Alex Smith's not going to go 100%, right, in the second preseason game. But there are players on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, whether it's the Jets or whether it's whoever else they're playing in the preseason that may say, this is how I'm going to make a name for myself. This is how I'm going to get noticed. And it does put your quarterback at risk. I understand that there's not the same amount of reps at a full type of game, game speed, but it's still important to just get them out there a little bit and make sure that they still stay healthy. And and look, we know that this Redskins team has been traumatized when it comes to injuries, right? Like everybody sat here and looked at it and said, this is all we've ever dealt with is nonstop injuries. So I get it. I understand why people feel the way they do when you're sort of split emotionally when it comes to this kind of thing. Look, the starting defense for the Redskins was in two series, right? It's pretty much mixed results. First Jets possession, it was a three and out. Deron Payne got a third down sack to close out the series. That's good. The defensive line, by the way, seeing Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne out there at the exact same time is beautiful. Oh, I love it. Now the question is, is whether they can stay healthy for the entire year. Like, do you find yourself, I don't know if you do this, but I definitely find myself at least early on in this preseason just watching every play on edge hoping that we can keep that defensive line together. Uh, because, look, we didn't see that much from the offense. But we, we, know that, we know that this defensive line has the potential to be really great. But it's also younger and it's not as proven compared to, let's say, Alex Smith in that offense, where Alex Smith, we, we know generally what you're going to get for Alex Smith, even though it's a new team, what he is as a quarterback. Deron Payne out there looked like a monster. Deron Payne showed why the Redskins took him early on. 
He is a fantastic defensive lineman. You add him with Jonathan Allen, you know, Matt Ioannidis, the rest of that defensive line, it's going to be a strength for this team this year. We saw flashes of it in week one of the preseason. We saw flashes in week two of the preseason. And this is really good for the Redskins right now. So Deron Payne, definitely something to be excited about when we watch that game. And this was him when he met with the media after the game. Is there anything in particular you're doing here in the preseason? I know you haven't been practicing much, but what are some of the things that you're working on for the, to get ready for the regular season? Um, just trying to get back into playing shape because I've been out for a minute. So just getting working my wind up. But um, playbook-wise, I feel like I got a good grasp on it. You always get better on it. So I'm going to try to uh, just get in my playbook and keep at it. Uh, it was just a bunch of fun. I'm ready to uh, get back out there next week and just give it another try. Uh, it, was, it was fun. I, just, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to come tonight, but it did. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. Bless. Uh, yeah, they do a little bit. Sometimes... Um, I don't know. I just try to work with what they give me, and uh, it, it's kind of real. But when I when I uh, do get it, I try to make use of it. It was nice to see Cam Sims too, kind of get redemption a little bit. I know his touchdown was called back uh, at one point because of an illegal formation with the Redskins offense. But look, it looked like his roster bubble was about to burst. Right, Cam Sims is one of those names that hasn't been mentioned as much as somebody like a Robert Davis, who now. We won't see this year. Somebody like a Maurice Harris, who didn't play last night and pretty much a lock to make this team by all accounts, especially with the fact that he didn't play when he's nursing injuries in terms of his ankle, that they're not really necessarily something that would keep him out on the regular season. So that's a good sign for him. But it didn't look good for a while. He had that Colt McCoy pass in his arms in the red zone. No defender within at least like three or four yards. And he dropped the ball in the air. Doug Middleton of the Jets just basically snatched it up for an easy interception. It was a terrible play. And you look at it, you go, oh, man, Cam, this is your opportunity to make this team. You can't go up, try and catch a ball with your chest. By the way, you know how they always teach you to catch as a receiver? Hands, not your body. He went up and tried to catch it in the little bucket, right? The little basket in his chest. And it was bad. It was a bad look. But then he caught a key third down pass between two defenders later on after that. That same drive, another catch surrounded by defenders. Like I said, he held onto it, came to the ground, hit it hard. The touchdown was called back because of an illegal formation. So that wasn't on him. He made the right play there. He still got something on film for coaches to say, okay, the guy made a mistake. Didn't let it affect him. Didn't put him in a position then where he was mentally out of the game the rest of the time that he played. He also, by the way, the next to the last play of the game, he had a third down, or he had a, what was a 20-yard reception that set up the game-winning field goal. So Cam Sims came back and showed that even though he made a mistake, that was a glaring mistake, that was clearly his fault in this game, he was able to rebound from it and show the coaching staff that this is something I could overcome. This is something I don't have to think about constantly. And this is something that proves that I can be a contributing player to this offense and to this team. Uh, the interception, uh, I, I hate, especially with me, uh, the quarterback trusting me to uh, catch the ball. So it it got away from me and caught a pick. So I, I feel like that was on me. Uh, that means he really trust trust me to make plays for him. So uh, for him to come right back to me, so 
it means a lot. Uh, we got we on the same page. That's what it means. Your ability to go up in traffic and make plays stood out for it. Definitely stood out a few times. Thank you. So I don't the touchdown didn't count. Nah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it was. I know I had an in route, and from the coverage, I knew the cornerback had me man. So if I, I knew if I could beat the uh, corner, I knew the ball was coming to me. So, uh, so I, I had to win that one, and I knew, and I looked up, I knew it was coming to me. So it just, it just got called back. Take us through one of the catches where it's tested. You're tight, and then push off, get the separation, make the catch. What is challenging about that, and how have you been able to consistently do that? Where it's not a 50-50 ball, it's far more likely that you see moving that way. Uh, the most, the hardest thing is when the DB got his hands on you. But nine times out of ten, the DB smaller than me, so uh, I can just really just get get his hands off me. When I get his hands off me, it's over with because I know where the ball is, and he don't know where the ball is, so I got the advantage. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden next. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on Redskins. Jay Gruden and the Redskins getting a 15-13 win over the Jets week two of the preseason. So here's the schedule for them moving forward. Today they're going to be off practice Saturday and Sunday. And then, of course, their third preseason game not coming till next Friday. Here was Jay Gruden after the win. Uh, Samaje went in, got checked for twisted ankle, but it uh, looks like it's okay. Everything else was uh, negative. Twisted ankle for Samaje. Okay, these games are a lot about evaluation. How do you evaluate performance of Cam Sims, who you know had a, a big drop that it wound up being a turnover, then made some pretty special catches later on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, it's not always going to be perfect in pro football. Sometimes you're going to have uh, some things happen to you that you didn't expect, but he bounced back and made some big plays. Even the touchdown that was called back was an unbelievable catch. So I was glad to see him show up. He didn't hang his head. He just came back and kept fighting, and uh, a great sign for a pro athlete because – that will happen from time to time with a key drop. Jay, to, to stay with Cam Sims and also Danny Johnson, going back to the last day at minicamp back in June, you were asked about some sleepers who maybe stood out, and the two guys you mentioned were Cam Sims and Danny Johnson. It doesn't always work out that those guys become what these guys look like they're becoming. What stood out to you then, and, and what have you seen about them develop throughout this process? I think what you're looking for from these young players is when they get their opportunity to play in a team situation or individual, you see them and you want to see them flash and you want to see them just continue to get better and continue to make the plays that they started to make. And Danny's been consistent. You know, he's uh, been solid both inside and outside. And uh, Cam's done a good job at both X and Z position for us. So um, both impressive kids. We've got another big game against Denver next week and still some more evaluating time, but very impressive, both of them. Uh, obviously on the list of things that matter in a preseason game, the result is not 
probably in the top threes or maybe not in the top five, but considering how you win that game, how much more fun is it for you as a coach to be around this team and, and kind of consume this win? Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. It's a heck of a lot more fun than win or lose no matter when it is. You know, that's, just, that's just the way it is, preseason or not. So uh, it's great to see our guys come back. You know, a uh, great goal line stand there at the end to hold them to three points that kept us uh, within uh, a point of the lead. And then uh, obviously Hogan did a great job leading the troops and Cam made a big play, offensive line gave him some protection. Uh, Kevin had a big scramble for first down and got out of bounds. So a lot of guys made plays in that drive. It was good to see. And then Hop, of course, drained the kick. Circumstances of the game, how do you? How does the situational nature of it factor into evaluations? We evaluate all the situations. So, you know, it's important. You know, it's a big kick for Hop, big snap for Sunberg, and a big hold for Tressway. I don't care. Uh, it's it's still good work for them, big-time big protection on that play. And, uh, you know, great situational work for offensive linemen in two minute handling all the stunts. The young guys picking those up. Uh, Jerron did a good job throughout the course of the game. Had got beat a few times, but a lot of good things to look at. A lot of things to evaluate, and uh, it won't stop uh, tonight. It'll keep going for another two weeks. How nerve wracking is it to see Alex get hit on the very first snap he takes in this uniform? Yeah, I try to call a simple play, a little bootleg away from all the pressure. <laughs> he got hit right in the mouth. So that was another great call by me. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, he can handle a hit. He's been playing for 25 years. He'll be fine. Just to kind of carry off that, what did you make of Smith just overall, even though it was kind of short? Who? Just Smith. Like, what did you make I of I thought it was good. Yeah. You know, the first play was a great play. You know, I mean, we, you know, you always expect the worst case when you do a naked bootleg or a keeper on the end. We kind of messed up the uh, blocking there on the play side that he booted to, but uh, he made a great throw to Paul, and Paul made a good job making something happen. And he uh, made a good throw, uh, a couple other good throws, and – I was impressed. It was good. Good tempo. Hey, Coach, if we're going to continue in the trend of evaluation, what do you think of Deron Payne now, you know, training camp's over, how he did uh, this game behind him now? Had a sack tonight. What do you think of his performance specifically? I, uh, you know, he missed a little bit of time with his injury, um, but the little bit we saw in OTAs and, and what we've seen so far, we feel very confident in Deron Payne's going to be a force in this division for a lot of years. Hey, Jay, where has Cam Sims really kind of developed? I and mean, you can see the size, you see those guys, but for you, what are some of the subtle areas maybe he's developed? Um, over well, the he's not month? developed yet now. He's still Rawls can be. You know, he's Where is a big, he talented guy. He's got big, strong hands. He's a size mis- mismatch for some of these corners, and he can high point it and jump. You know, that's, that's good. You know, we still got to clean up some of his routes, some of his stems, some of his alignments, but uh, overall, uh, you just look for a young guy like that to make steady progress, and he's done that. And when the ball's in the air, he's made more plays than he hasn't. So uh, we'll keep looking at him. We still have a lot of guys in that receiver room that are very impressive to me, and uh, he's one of them. Jay, we saw some of the new helmet rule tonight, but specifically Colt got popped in what looked like the helmet. Did you have any reaction when you saw that play? I know it was flagged, but not necessarily for the helmet rule. No, I didn't see what happened. I was watching downfield. Sorry. Is uh, Byron Marshall okay? Just his leg? Yeah, he got checked out. Everything's okay. Yeah, he got MRI. or uh, I don't know. They checked him out. He's okay, though. Uh, Yeah, in terms of the other offensive guys in particular who didn't play, uh, any note there? Or is it just a matter of just rest because preseason? Or was there anybody that you kind of didn't want to go because of injury? uh, Crowder's got a little bit of groin he's been working with. Um, Chris Thompson, obviously, still recovering. Same with Jordan Reed. Same with Trent Williams. Um, I think those are the big four, right? Yeah, those are the big four. Uh, Coach, you had at least six different guys with a rush attempt tonight. What do you think of your running back situation? I know it's only the second preseason game, 
but you had six different guys with a rush attempt tonight, and none of them were Chris Thompson. Where do you see yourself? By the you know, yeah, we're still in the process of uh, trying to figure that out. You know, Rob Kelly and P. Ryan want to get Smaje some good looks. He got hurt on his first run, had a great run, thirty yard run, and uh, hurt his ankle. So, and I want to try to get a good look at Byron, and he kind of got dinged up there. Um, Rob Kelly got a few touches, and obviously uh, Martez had a couple good looks. So, um, Capri Bibbs continues to be consistent in his job is protecting running routes and running the ball so um it'll be a tough deal for us to figure all that out but we will all right there's another guy in the redskins defense that really isn't getting enough credit for what he's done so far in this preseason he's a fifth round pick and he's adding to the depth on this defensive line that this team really needs so get to that next on the locked on redskins podcast you are locked on redskins your daily podcast on the washington redskins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you can be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August, so you've got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you can be there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game you are locked on redskins you know guy that really stood out to me too that really has this entire preseason and in camp so far tim settle i know the guy's a fifth round pick and everybody's excited about deron Payne, and and rightfully so you put him with jonathan allen we keep talking about it everybody's really giddy about it. But Tim Settle continues to impress not just me, but the coaching staff, uh, everybody else that's covering the team. There were a couple of drives in the second quarter. The Jets' offensive starters were really up against the Redskins' second-team defense, and Settle was a part of that. Remember, the guy's a fifth-round pick. He manhandled Spencer Long. Remember Spencer Long? Of course you do. He's with the Jets, in case you were wondering. And he got pushed around by Tim Settle on a consistent basis. He beat a couple of double teams. He didn't just impress against the run, though, too. He had a couple of pressures on Darnold, nearly got a sack. He went up and knocked down a pass in the air at one point. They're going to find snaps for him in the rotation. And one of the good things, if you're a team, if you're a good defensive team, is being able to have a rotation of players on your defensive line. Because if you're able to do that... You have guys that can command double teams, beat those double teams. Guys that can get to the quarterback, obviously. But guys also, too, that can clog up the center of the line and distract offensive linemen and help guys get around the edge. Have your edge rushers be able to get to the quarterback. Tim Settle is one of those players. He's not going to be out there every single down. There's no question. 
but he's somebody that can go out there and get you meaningful snaps. And when you have fresh bodies out there consistently on your defensive line, it puts yourself in a position as an organization, as a team, where you can do more. You can be more creative. You can be more aggressive defensively because you know, hey, these guys that are standing on the sidelines right now can go in there, replace Deron Payne, replace Matt Ioannidis, replace Jonathan Allen, and then they can still contribute as much as those guys or at least close to, even if it's just three straight snaps, right? Three straight plays versus the next 20 plays defensively, whatever the case may be. This is somebody that's helping add depth to this team. And, you know, I, I'm going to keep saying it with this Redskins team. They do have a decent amount of depth this year. They're probably still going to have to think about some things on the offensive line. I still worry about some of those positions, especially left guard. Just overall, that offensive line could probably use maybe a little more depth. But defensively, and that defensive line, it is now a strength when it used to be a weakness. And what they're doing is they're layering that talent where they've got their starters. They've got their second string on the depth chart. A lot of guys they know that can play consistent downs. But then they've also got guys that are even farther on down the depth chart that are more development players. We're seeing that a little bit at receiver now. We're also seeing that on the defensive side of the ball as well. And that's going to give you that you should feel very positive about that if you're the Redskins, if you're a Redskins fan, that that depth is there that wasn't there before, and it gives you an opportunity to be a more aggressive team defensively, not only getting to the quarterback, but also just finding ways to tie around that offensive line in front of you, right? To be able to stuff the run. Oh, they could stuff the run and not allow 134 yards a game on the ground. That might be nice, right? That would be something that would be great for us to see every once in a while. Here's Tim Settle. Wasn't there, but what you guys can do as a line, or what you guys envision, what you guys will eventually do as a line? I mean, we got a good room. You know, uh, we got Zig and Phil, you know, the older guys in the room, and they command everything. You know, Zig makes sure everything goes right and everything goes smooth. And, uh, I mean, we don't really care who's in there as long as, you know, we're playing together and we're, and we're, we're actually making progress and we're getting pushed and we're stopping the run. That's all that really matters. We've shown a lot of different things this preseason. You know, you've got a ball, you've got pressure. Um, I feel like I'm still learning. Uh, my, my, my goal is just to progress every week, you know, learn from the mistakes I did last week and, you know, just keep going forward. You know, I, this game I felt like uh, I was jumping a lot more. I shouldn't have been jumping, so I just had to have my hand up. I feel like the quarterback got out of pocket a little bit. You know, I, I feel like I missed some opportunities, but as far as um, the whole defensive line getting up the field and, and crashing the pocket and stopping the run, I feel like we did a really good job. Is it encouraging that you're still making plays and playing at the same time? Um, it, it is. It's, it's easy, but it's, it's easier when the guys around me, you know, uh, you know, it, the stuff that they do, and I could just go off of them. It's not all me. Trust me. Um, I just take advantage of that. You know, uh, I'm, I'm still learning. I still ask questions, and you know, I'm still I still have some technique errors that I need to fix. And it's, it's, I'm gonna get it down though. I got I got a couple more weeks. All right, so here's what the Redskins are doing moving forward now in terms of their schedule. So they're off today. They got practice Saturday and Sunday, then off Monday, practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they're off again before the game on Friday. So a little bit of an extra extended time in terms of the preseason schedule before game three, not till next Friday. So an opportunity now for some other guys to get rested up where they had some injuries. There's no question they're getting some guys that are banged up a little bit. But we've also seen, thankfully, an injury like Deron Payne that started off the preseason and had us freaking out where he's doing just fine right now. Got another podcast coming on Monday, of course, 
at Nick Ashu on Twitter, nickashu.com slash locked on Redskins for anything extra in terms of the Redskins you want to get to. We're back on Monday. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.